to all of God's kings and queens from around the world. Welcome to Journey with the Queen podcast. As in life, we are all on a journey with many interesting detours. As we go throughout life, we are in the continuous process of changing and developing over time. This podcast is focused on relationships, finances, and real life situations. I am your host, April Love, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, and a woman of the Most High God who believes that if you keep Jesus first place in your life, you will be resilient. Let's take a journey through this episode. Hello, kings and queens. Welcome back to another episode of Journey with a Queen podcast. I am your podcast host, April Love, and I want to thank you for subscribing. I want to thank you all for returning to listen to another episode. For those that are new, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope that you would subscribe, that you would also share this podcast episode with someone who else may need to hear it. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the topic for today, which is all about finances and being a good steward over finances. And I'm not talking specifically today about tithes and offerings and things like that. I want to talk about what I feel most people are struggling with um, in this current um, state or this current season. And I believe that this episode will bless you just as I have been studying it for myself and believe that it has truly blessed me. So I just want to share with you all some tips um, on how to cut back on your spending, how to cut back on your expenses and save money and, you know, free up some money so that you can do something with it that God may ask you to do. Um, He wants us to steward our finances well. And if you are in the kingdom of God, then you know this already probably that God is um, serious about when it comes to finances and debt and things like that. And this is the year of Jubilee. I believe that There is going to be a great um, transfer of wealth, and I know that there has been quite a few prophetic words on the transfer of wealth, and I believe that the reason why it's important for me to share what I'm getting ready to share with you is because a lot of times, if you think about people that win the lottery, right? They win the lottery. They have all this money. They don't have a plan in place. They don't know what to do with it, and then they squander it or lose it all. And in the kingdom of God, when we are blessed with finances, Jesus wanted us to be good servants and to help others. He definitely wanted us to help the poor. So how can we help the poor or help others if we don't have for ourselves? So again, I think this is going to be a great conversation regarding finances. And I just believe that we are to be good stewards, not over just finances, but over everything that the Lord gives us. So one of the first things that I wanted to talk about is, and and again, this is just a few tips that will help you cut back on your expenses and to save some money. So if you have credit cards and you are in debt, I would advise you to pay off your debt, starting with the smallest bill first. And so this can go for credit cards or this can go for any other bill. But I know there's a lot of people with credit card debt um, that need help understanding 
you know, how this all works, right? And so I know it's easier said than done, but a lot of money goes to pay the interest on the credit cards, which makes it so hard for people to pay off their debt, to pay down their debt. And so what I would say is tackle the smallest card first. So if you have a card that just has a limit of, let's just say $1,000 on it, and then you have another card that has 20000 on it, I would say continue to pay the debt or the um, amount that's due on the 20000 but put more money on the $1,000 first. And the reason why is because if you pay off the $1,000 card first, then you will not have to put anything on that card as long as you don't use it. And now the money that you were putting on the $1,000 card can now go towards the next card with the smallest limit and so on and so on. So I believe that this way truly does work. Um, if you follow any of the financial gurus like Susie Orman or um, Dave, uh, oh my goodness, my train of thought just went blank. Um It'll come back to me, but Dave, I know it's his first name. Those are some of the people that, you know, go by this same order that would tell you to pay your debt down that way. But the second thing that I want to say is to cut back on how much you spend on entertainment. So a lot of us love to spend money going out, you know, to the movies, whatever it is, your entertainment, bowling, concerts, um, whatever. A lot of us spend money on entertainment and it's like, in my entertainment, I'll just put myself out there to be transparent is I love to travel. So I would save money up for a trip and let that be my entertainment. Outside of that, like I like to eat out. I like to go to dinner. So those are my entertainments, but it's good to cut back on entertainment as well, because if you sit back and take your bank statement and add up all the money that you spend on um, entertainment, I can guarantee you that that is where most of your money is going. And like I said, entertainment can be going out to eat all the time. It can be, you know, money. And so cutting back on your entertainment expenses will help you to put some of that money that you would normally spend on entertainment onto your debt. And I believe that this is important and it's going to help somebody because a lot of us say we want to get out of debt. We want to be debt free. But if we don't change our mindset and if we don't change our spending habits, then you're going to stay in this cycle or this rat race of trying to figure it out when the information is out there. And so the other thing that I feel that helps a whole lot is if you use cash, and most people these days don't carry cash, right? But this this tip will work. If you work it, it will work. So if you use cash and make that your primary method of payment, it gives you more control. It gives you more of a way to keep track of how much you really spent, how much, how much you have, and how much you spent, right? So when you have a card, you just swiping, you just swiping and you don't think nothing of it. You know, you see your balance going down, but you just swipe it. But if you leave your cards at home and you take a certain amount of cash and that's all you have, you will be more mindful of how you're spending. So it may sound a little weird to say use cash because so many people using, you know, cards and credit cards to pay for things. But if you use cash, you have more control. 
you know, and if you leave the cards at home, then you really have to be careful on, you know, how you spend your money and, you know, what you're doing, because it will, it will catch up with you. Um, so that's the third tip that I wanted to give you. One of the other tips for my homeowners or people, if you own a car, pay off your car or your home early, right? So if you get a bonus at the end of the year, if you get extra, I know sometimes people get an extra paycheck in throughout the year, a couple of times, like if there's three paychecks in one month, that's considered like an extra paycheck. Take that extra money and put it on a, a liability that you have that can, you know, get your debt down, that will help you um, to manage that debt. So, for example, if you have a car and, you know, you can pay an extra car note every month or every other month or something like that, that will cut down tremendously um, if you pay that extra money. Same thing with the home. If you have a bonus at the end of the year, or if you get a tax refund, take that extra money and put it on your bigger expenses. So I'm not saying take all your money, your extra money and put it all on there, but take some of it, you know, half of it, uh, a bulk of it and put it on your car or on your home. It's going to save you a tremendous amount of money simply by making additional payments on the car or the home because it's applied strictly to the principal on the loan. It doesn't go to the interest. It goes to the actual principal. So that's technically helping you in the long run because it's paying down the loan faster. So the other tip, this is the fifth tip, and it almost goes with tip number two that I gave about cutting back on your um, entertainment, is cook at home and eat leftovers, right? Because so many of us, eat out too much and it will save you money if you cook at home and then take those leftovers to work instead of eating out at lunch eat your leftovers it saves you money and I know that a lot of people are like they're just not doing that like you know they want to go out to eat but this is costing you when you can take money and meal prep or you know buy something to get you through the week even if that means sometimes taking a cold cut for lunch with some potato chips or something like that versus going and buying that same thing at a, at a store or a restaurant. It costs you more to buy it there than you making it at home. So I believe that if you use these tips that you can cut back on your expenses and, you know, redirect those funds to paying down your debt or, ev or either if you don't have a lot of debt but you're looking for a way to save, I believe that this will help you save. So I'm just going to recap, pay off the smallest debt first, cut back on how much you're spending on entertainment, use cash if you can, and pay off your car or your home early by making those extra payments toward the principal balance and cook at home and eat leftovers to save on eating out. Now, I want to touch briefly on a popular Bible story, um, because you guys know I love the Bible, and <laughs> I just believe that God helps me understand a lot of things that happen in the natural through what happened during the times of the Bible, which, you know, repeats itself. So, you know, what happened in the Bible is still happening now. And 
One of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories is Joseph and Joseph, how he helped save his family um, during the time of famine. And, you know, we all know the story of how he was sold into slavery. His brothers, you know, they were jealous of him basically because he was a dreamer. He was having all these different dreams and, you know, God basically was going to use him. They just didn't know that early on. And so he revealed and shared his dreams to his brothers and his brothers didn't like that. And so his brothers basically, you know, they were going to kill him at first, but then I love the little brother. I think his name is Reuben. Reuben was like, no, let's just make it seem like we killed him, but we're not going to really kill him. So it's an amazing story. If you want to go and read it, you can go do so in Genesis 37. Um, but I believe it will bless you. And that's that's just where it starts in Genesis 37. But it goes to like Genesis 50, I believe. But the point of Joseph's story is that God used Joseph to save people, especially his family. And there's God can do everything. There is nothing that God cannot do. So he used Joseph in, you know, this story during a time of famine. There was a famine in Canaan. That's where Jacob and his family, which is Joseph's father and his brothers, that's where they live. And so during this famine, Joseph sent, I'm sorry, excuse me, Jacob sent his sons to Egypt to get grain because again, there was a famine, but yet Egypt was doing very well. They weren't lacking anything. And so he sent his sons with the exception of the youngest son, Benjamin, because he was so afraid that he was going to lose him too, that he didn't send him. And so Jacob didn't know that Joseph wasn't dead because again, the brothers sold him into slavery. Jacob didn't have a clue where Joseph was. He just knew that he was gone. And so Joseph was elevated and, you know, he was the head in Egypt under Pharaoh. And he basically was in a position of authority. And so when Jacob sent his sons to Egypt to get grain, they didn't realize or recognize that Joseph was the one that was there helping them. After they sold him into slavery, He turned around and blessed them. He turned around and helped them. He didn't use his authority to get back at them or get, you know, revenge or anything like that. Joseph did what he was supposed to do, you know? So he made sure that his brothers had grain and had the food that they needed. And the one thing that I love about this story is that it's clear that God used Joseph to provide for Jacob's family and to establish a remnant, right? And so I just believe that when God wants to use you, he will use you in whatever way he wants to use you. And the reason why I believe that it's so important to have your finances in order is because if God was to give you wealth, if he was to give you, you know, provision or prosperity in the area of finances, how are you going to manage it? How are you going to steward it if you're not being a good steward over what you have now? You know, the Bible says, you know, if you're good steward over little, then God will bless you with more. And I'm paraphrasing. 
Um, but that's the scripture in the Bible. But how can God give you more if you're not stewarding the little well? So I believe that this is the time to get our finances in order or get your 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 plate in order as far as what's on it in regards to money and bills and debt and things like that, because God wants to use some of us as kingdom financers. And if your finances is in disarray now, it's almost like, what are you going to do with the money if he gives it to you? Also, I truly believe that it's a heart posture. So if your heart is in the right place and you you know that you're going to do what God asks you to do, if he says give to this person or give to that church or that ministry or that missionary, are you going to obey? Because these things matter to God. He wants to use people that he can trust with finances. So if you feel like that, you know, you're good with, with finances and, you know, this is something that you relate to, I just want to say, get your finances in order, start working on things so that God, if he does give you money, you know, then you'll know what to do with it. Obviously, you're going to have to go to him for yourself um, to get clarity on what he wants you to do. But he's speaking, so he'll tell us what he wants us to do. But I just believe that this is a powerful story of how, you know, Joseph did what God wanted him to do. And one of the favorite lines that I like that was repeated in my Bible in the New Living Translation, it, it always says, and God was with Joseph and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master Egyptian. And that's talking about um, Pharaoh. Actually, that's talking about Potiphar because he was working up under Potiphar. You remember the story of Potiphar's wife tried to take his clothes off and, you know, lied and stuff like that and got him sent back to prison. So that's how I can remember it, that it was Potiphar who he was up under. But um, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys this um, information because it definitely has helped me. And it's something that I'm just going to continue to study because I know that the camels are on the way. And if any of you know, um, prophet, um, what's his name? Um, Charlie champ, Charlie, Charlie champ. He just did a, um, a post or blog that where he said he just kept having these visions of camels. And when he went to ask God about these camels, the Lord gave him revelation that the camels are on the way, that they're bringing the help that the people need. So you can look that up for yourselves, but I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope that these tips will help you to know where to start. If you were wondering where should I start, I think that's a great place to start. But again, go to the Lord in prayer and ask him for yourself, you know, what it is he wants you to do. So I thank you all for listening to another episode of Journey with a Queen. If you feel that this was helpful to you, please do me a favor and share it with someone else so that it may bless them. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Stay safe, stay blessed, and I will talk to you all next week. Shalom.